We had Sarah's dad, Lance, on the show several weeks ago, who is a well-seasoned financial advisor. Sarah is just beginning her career in a field that has been historically dominated by men, and she's doing well. As we'll find out, Sarah brings a unique view of how she approaches the world. She keeps her dad's simple message of spending less than you make, having an emergency fund, and no bad debt. But she also adds a couple of her own insights along the way. Join us as we hear how Sarah made the jump to being a financial advisor and what it means to her now. I am very much in my 20s because I'm still having those existential loops of just like, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? But So um, you get out of school, so I get out then of school, you turn around and say around. work for a year and a half, then you go to Aruba and do your yoga, intense yoga, mm-hmm. and then you're just going, what do I do now? What do I do now? So I... <laughs> Do what I do. And I was like, I'm just going to interview everyone that I know that I think is smart and that I would want to be like. Um, And I interviewed, I was looking at jobs as a therapist or as a counselor or construction project management so I could have my clipboard back and direct (laughs) all these people. Get back to work. And I I was working for my uncle, one of my grandfather, he's like my like grandfather by choice hit my grandparents have best friends that uh-huh. never had kids and their family lived far away. So they kind of took us in. And so, so you would have chosen them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. No, but my grandparents are really awesome too, but okay, got it. I'll just take the third. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked for his, um, his construction company while I was searching. I was just doing marketing and stuff that millennials know how to do and Sure. <laughs> doing their What's social, this media social media stuff? stuff and why is that why is it important What's why do you SEO? have to put a book on a face i don't quite get it uh, exactly <laughs> what's a tweet <laughs> uh-huh what's a gif like yeah a so GIF. i was doing that while i was interviewing all these people and um i really liked construction project management i like the running around spinning multiple plates at one time yep. and putting out fires and all that but um I, when contractors didn't show up on time and my whole plan got derailed for something that wasn't my you fault. You probably didn't like that. I lost it. I was like, I can't do this. So <laughs> this is I know, a note. I know people like that. I was going to say that. for me. And my dad was like, just info interview me. Like, just give me a shot. I was like, I worked in his office through high school. I was like, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to have a cubicle job. I already did that. I'm not just going to call people all day. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not for me. Right. want to be out in the world. He's like, it's not all that I do. And so I don't know. I, I don't know. So your dad but. is crazy smart because he lets you flounder and do your thing. And he knew I had to find my own way. Like he because tr- <laughs> if he forced it on you, then you wouldn't, there's no way. No, you, I wouldn't be as happy as wouldn't I wouldn't be as now. happy and hold it against them. Mm-hmm. But since he let you go through it, I love that. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I followed what felt good. I he like like we get to meet the coolest people and solve problems that are important and face the scary monsters with people. And um, it's just a combination of what I, all the things that I wanted to do. And going back to feeling like a rock star, like truly whenever I solve a problem, like I feel like I rock and I get to teach people things. And I also get to go through the fear and the ups and the downs with people too. So, so it's pretty awesome. it's pretty awesome. So he essentially talked to you about, hey, this is what I do. We talk to people. You've mm-hmm. already discussed a little bit, there's such an emotional side to money, right? Yeah. And so your ability, because you're already 
thinking about being a therapist, right? <laughs> what a great like lead in to yeah. doing this because people make decisions based upon facts that aren't really real and you got to hang tight. What are you going to say, Tony? You're about yeah. ready to say something. I was to say the, the, the word facts doesn't even belong in that sentence. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it's part art, part science, but a lot of it really is art. The well, I mean, you look at, look at people growing up, like even in my household and I grew up in a a household where my mom and dad started a business in the kitchen, you know, yep. cool. at the dining room table. Did they talk about money with me? No. Was I allowed to ask how much money my dad made? No. Not not really any of your You could business. ask, but you would never yeah, get it. Not any of your business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, None yet. You know, and so you grow up without knowing anything about money. Yeah. And so then uh, you've got all this misinformation. Uh, I could tell you, uh, this is inappropriate for young, you know. Can where, you make it kid? clean? Yeah, where do kids learn about how, you know, where babies come from and all that stuff? Yeah. I, I I didn't learn from my parents. I learned from my buddies. And that's that ran around not with a great way school, to learn. And it was way wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so much misinformation. And that's why I thought, like, the financial industry was intentionally vague or, like, the language was intentionally hard to keep people out. And I'm not saying that that's not true because that's there, too. But there it's hard to approach something that you don't know about and you don't know what you don't know. Or so touchy too. Or so like, touchy. It's like, taboo. We, you can finish these. Everyone knows these things. They're cultural norms. Money mm. is the root of all. Evil. Yeah. Money doesn't <laughs> grow on trees. Like what are some <laughs> other ones? Like, yeah. I mean, there, there are so many that we just kind of absorb. Don't ask, don't ask the neighbor how much their car costs. Like, yeah, exactly. Don't ask someone how much they make, but that doesn't serve really anyone. But when you're like talking to your dad and you're making this decision, mm -hmm. what were some of the aspects of that type of work or of the type of work that you do that you really resonated or drawn to? I, I personally think, you know, you want to be a counselor. Yeah. It, it, it is the counselor was part of the helping people out. Yeah. So it. to go back to yoga teacher training and here's all I see why it's you almost like the Zen of past. money. So we are did this are you a yogi? Hey, boo-boo. I, I do yoga. I practice. I'm a student. I would say I'm a student. Um, well, and I, I don't even know what I was asking there, but I, but <laughs> I like yogis at IU. Um, it's not there anymore. I miss it. The red sticks were awesome. But <laughs> yeah, that shows my epitome of health here. But that's okay. But um, yeah, along to following what feels good. But So like if you name like five things of your uh, job that you really That yoga like teacher training had us write, they had a list of like a hundred values basically. Mm -hmm. And we went and like kind of, she was like, okay, cross off 30 things. Now cross off 20 things. Now cross off 10. And got we ultimately got five that right. were our key values. Right. And freedom was a huge one for me. Um, it was ended up being my number one value. So I was like- so that position gives you freedom. Yes. Awesome. So that and it it puts me in a position to help other people find their freedom. That's what I would. Oh yeah, that's so, even better than I was like helping other people find their freedom. Like, is even have, better. That's why I, I was do having what a I conversation do. with a high schooler the other day, and I uh, he's part of the um, the Evans Scholar Caddy Program. So cool. these guys do you know they caddy, they have to get a hundred loops, and then they're in the running to get a free scholarship for the four year scholarship. So I was yeah. talking to him, and I'm going to get this a little wrong, but I said, hey. What's the number one uh, attribute of uh, financial independence? What's the most important part of calling yourself financially independent? So what would you say that was? And he was like, he thought it was a trick question. Mm -hmm. And it was. I said, you probably say, <laughs> I said, you probably say money, right? You. Money, right? And he goes, well, yeah. I go, no, it's time, controlling your own time, the freedom to do what you want. Uh, so it's got to be higher. Uh, and I know it's for people who don't have money, 
probably might not agree with that because you always want to have the money. Um, but Well, it's that's a multifaceted question. All of those things go together. So to go back to that binder from right. my childhood, it there are different pillars, right? And for me, I think it's health. Physical fitness is a big part of freedom. Um, spiritual freedom, like being able to connect with whoever and wherever you want mm-hmm. in the community that you're in. So social freedom too. And then financial freedom. I mean, all of those things. And here's my corny business thing that I'm always thinking about, but it's fly. So financial planning, lifestyle planning, and yoga or you. What's your yoga? Like, why do you do what you do? How do you connect with something nice. bigger than you? And you need all of those pieces to transcend and to soar eventually to fly. So, nice. But, yeah. But like birds, like you've got to build the nest and that takes practice or like takes all these tools and yep. time and energy. And then once you have the nest, you fly off and you can... You have to flap your wings to get there, and there's energy that's involved in that. And then eventually you can soar, and you can see, and you're looking out, okay, where do I want to go? Where do I want to land? This feels really good. And then you have to come back down to earth because you got to resource. And then that process goes over and over again, and you're able to resource, and you know that these berries aren't as good as these berries, and sticks work better than gra- dried grass and all this, but it's just you're constantly ebbing and flowing and finding. So you just really love to help people find yeah. their freedom, which is one. That's a high value. Your yeah. own freedom. Yeah. Flexibility. Yeah. What Social are a couple Social responsibility is a big deal to me. Um, making sure that the people around me feel welcome to be where they are and feel comfortable where they are um, is really important to me. Um and I don't know if that what word goes with that empowerment or sure. Um, I try to be open, openness and curiosity and wonder is kind of the best summa- summation of that. Like, how do I find something every day that surprises me or blows my mind? Like that is my ideal living where I can wake up and be like, what am I going to learn today? Like, what am I going to see today? What am I going to feel today? Who am I going to meet? Like, that's, I mean, that's why I go out. Like, that's why I travel. That's why I, that's why I want to be free so that I can connect with people and learn something new and get my mind blown. Like we were talking about studying abroad and everywhere you look, it's like, oh, you can cook a duck. Like, oh, people eat grasshoppers. (laughs) Like, oh, like no means yes in Ano in in the Czech Republic means yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you're constantly getting your mind blown or like, oh, there's bullet holes in the wall. Why? And yeah, I remember it's it's mind blowing and like, oh, I get so much peace and freedom at my home and like and I get to live. It's very different and something things. to be grateful yeah. for for sure. And now you're yeah. you've got quite a few clients. You're you're working with them. Yeah. What what are some of the you know, the the pearls of wisdom that you might be able to share from individuals that you worked with? Because yeah. I, one of the examples I always use is guy calls me and says, Hey, Brexit went on, sell all my stuff. And I was trying to talk him off the edge because the market was down 30%. I told him, just hold on. It's You got to work the plan. The plan is to hold on. And, mm-hmm. you know, a week later, he was back to above where he was, but he would have taken a huge hit. So, like, yeah. what kind of pieces of wisdom? And do you actually help um, kids as well? Do you do any kind of training or talking to kids and families together? You know, can you give us a little few so pieces ultimately, like that? I would love to have a like quarterly retreat basically for anyone that whether it, no matter what the age, mm-hmm. just have different kind of hot to- like topics. Or so you would qualify. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah, you could come. Um, I'd love to. But we'll be on site and do lots of podcasting and get 
to uh, answer your original question, it's what I learn, like observing. Mm -hmm. It's never too early to start learning something or investing or saving your mind. Saving for sure. Key. It's, it's in the three. So the law of 70, I call it the law, the rule of 72s. Yeah. You know, the whole idea, the earlier you get started. Yeah. It's never too early to start. It's never too late to start. No. Um, it's never too late to ask questions. Like, And w- what I am learning a lot right now is whenever somebody calls me scared or calls me curious or calls me, just calls me, it's usually for a purpose. Sure. And people would really just want to be seen and heard which isn't different from any other industry. It's want to be like, valued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want to know that they're taken care of. So how do I do that? I try to see and hear as much as I can. I don't know if that's a vague answer, but people usually have the answers that they need. They just need to be walked through it and, and heard the, as they And speak. part of it, you and I talked about early on on the phone, what was last mm-hmm. week, and we said, hey, um, you know, there are all types of financial advisors that we need out there because people mm-hmm. are drawn or attracted to um, individuals sometimes that are just like them, mm-hmm. sometimes maybe are a little bit more assertive or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And having more women in the field is a absolutely great thing because I saw it. Mm-hmm. One of my partners in Chicago, she was a female and and it was just great to see because um, anybody can learn this. That's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, giving the confidence to the people we spoke to it was just really fulfilling for me and having you kind of be a light for individuals coming to you i think is just fantastic as well thank you being heard being able to work with them giving them the confidence if you can make money you can learn how to use it like and you can learn how to save it and (laughs) everyone everyone is worthy of knowing how to use the tools that they've gathered so do you have some do you have some other stories like some stuff that you help people through with you know like somebody came to you and I don't know, they're crying and it was on this or, or they didn't have quite, didn't know what to do and you helped them through it or any kind of interesting stories that, uh, I always love to hear them because some of them are just fascinating, you know? Sure. Uh, Um, What we used to talk about a lot, you know, just to give you uh, an understanding is we had a considerable number of women that we actually um, were helping. And what would happen is my partner was a divorce counselor Mm -hmm. and it was from a financial perspective. And what I thought was very interesting about it is they would split the house up and they'd say, "Okay, uh, who's going to get the house? And then the guy would normally say she can have the house. But the problem was the cash flow to pay for the house wasn't there Mm -hmm. after the divorce. Mm -hmm. And so it set people up for a devastational failure. And so she was great at seeing those huge potholes Mm -hmm. in order to get it done. And and it seems like, oh, yeah, I really want the house. But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of value that you can add to help people realize what's going on and make sure that that transition is a lot better. Mm -hmm. So... Those kinds of stories are both stuff, even just like small tax, small yes tax implications. Like it's like who gets the Roth account, <laughs> who gets the after tax account, and who gets the <laughs> the pre tax account. Like that stuff matters. And because I remember them arguing about it, I want the one million dollar taxable uh, IRA, and the other one was eight hundred fifty thousand Roth. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to explain to them, well, we got to look at this thing because it could be a huge difference depending on what's going on. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. Seeing. So I work with my dad Mm -hmm. um, and that 
I, I started thinking I, I started out solo with my company because they have a great training program. And my the idea was that my dad would be one trainer and mentor of many. And he he still is. I still have many mentors, but I'm with him a lot more because of a situation that brought us into more teamwork. And I can't believe I ever resisted this, but of course I had to do it my own way. But seeing <laughs> seeing him advocate for having multiple heads at the table has been such a valuable lesson. So having the CPA, having the estate planning attorney, oh, having yeah. having the wife, like having the wife and the husband there, and getting the kids involved, and having like I you talked about this on that podcast of the education um, that you're teaching your kids how to invest and in, like. And having them be roped in with a conversation with a financial advisor early. The and brick, the dollar brick. <laughs> yeah. It, that seeing Wow, look at all that money. <laughs> yeah. Seeing my dad bring in sorry about that. Um seeing him rope in many people and sure. the satisfaction and peace of mind that comes from somebody seeing that there's so many people in their court to solve their their problem lets them focus on the emotional thing that they're dealing with and takes the the structural problem the weight of that off their shoulders because they don't need they don't need to worry about it i love i mean i read a lot of books about um uh, the tax implications are Mm -hmm. total are very huge that nobody thinks about so if you sometimes have a financial advisor who doesn't understand or bring in the tax component, mm-hmm. it could be a real issue. And we've we've had situations end of year where we're trying to do the taxes and we find out, oh my God, they did this other thing with this mm-hmm. other individual that uh, it screws up our whole know, plan. Ask. If you don't know, yeah. ask. And there is no shame in the no. game of asking somebody that's smart. If you, you think you shame something. is losing money <laughs> because you will lose money. Yeah. Be ask the question. There's yeah. no shame in it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it could be very, very costly if you don't, for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah. So, you I, you know, cool. one of the things that I found out, which we've kind of already touched on, but I'm going to hit again, is the whole, it's the emotional side. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as a financial advisor, it seemed like it was, I don't know the right percentage, 70% um, counselor, sure. <laughs> 20%, you know, investor, 10% uh, tax person. Yeah. But the bigger portion was actually just dealing with people and trying yeah. to get them you know, well, I'm speaking from personal experience too like I'm not like I'm not immune to this whenever I approach my money like I always have to keep the emotional robot on this side talking to the logical one on this side and I just have to That's kind of rebalance the, right. rebalance the party. we did this one already I'm on <laughs> what was what was my that nickname that movie was Animal House was created before you were born right yeah oh yeah well, what'd you say my nickname was? The guy with the propeller tongue? Flounder? Yeah, you said flounder. Oh, I was like, who's get flounder? Get you a hat for next time. <laughs> I don't think that. No, That's not a good reference, no. I know. But we were just talking about it. But uh, but you're right. Um, from a financial perspective, trying to get people comfortable is a big part of your job and the educational side. And we're trying, trying to help out with that. It's the most rewarding side. Yeah, for sure. Which is and, why I talk about it so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because you, you, know, uh, you were talking about freshmen, like, you you go and act like you know what you're doing. Yeah. And people sometimes get money and then they think they're supposed to act like they, they're they supposed to know. So they don't ask for the help like you were talking about. It, and we we talked in another episode about uh, angel investing. Right. And we only let accredited investors invest. And what's that? Well, accredited investor is somebody who has 
makes so much more money. Than, and... More than 200000 a year, has a million dollars net worth. So that's what it takes. And the assumption is if you have that much money, you know what you're doing. And so if you lose the money, it's on you. It's not. And, yeah. and so then sure. that kind of translates into lottery winners. Like how many lottery winners end up broke years later? Uh-huh. Because they got all this money and they don't know to ask. They're like, oh, I have money now. I must be smart about money. Yeah. And so I don't need to ask for help. And asking for help... You know, uh, being big into golf, uh, Tiger Woods, like he has a coach, he has coaches, he has people helping. Yeah. You'd think that, you know, one of the best golfers on the planet, Phil Mickelson. Olympics, all, all the Olympics yeah. athletes. The smartest have people, people have help teams them. behind yeah. them so it's, because uh, it's more heads thinking about one problem. Right. It's, one exactly. Skill. So that translates right. The money is like <laughs> the big thing. Everybody, you know, not everybody is a great golfer or a great swimmer or whatever, but everybody's got to deal with money. It's just a tool. And, and it does it does cost money to get financial advice, mm-hmm. and, and I get it. And you want to be careful about how much you pay because there are different um, pay setups and schedules and stuff. Yeah. But um, you could be losing significantly more money if you don't have the help. And so uh, always evaluate that situation because there is stuff there's stuff out there to, to, yeah. to know. There are so many tools at so many levels, and you really have to feel what – Figure out what makes you comfortable. You but know. back to be, being comfortable is like yeah. being comfortable. Hey, you you don't need to know what you know. What what are your fears? Mm-hmm. What do we what do we got to deal with here? The emotional side, mm-hmm. so that you because we don't want that always being in front and center is uh, covering up the emotional piece. Because you fix that, like you said, like even you know doing the yogi training, yoga training, like you come back and you're like very clear on certain things that you just. Didn't have before that. Yeah. And the monster in the closet, I think that's a great analogy too. That. Because, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that you just don't need to know. I mean, you and I were talking about, I've got all these uh, credentials and stuff, but 90% of that, most people don't ever need to know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you can, it doesn't matter where you got the tool or if the tool is DeWalt or what's another tool brand. Ryobi. <laughs> It doesn't matter if it does the job. Like people don't, what is it? People don't buy nine inch nails. They buy quarter or they don't buy some length of drill. They buy the hole in the wall. Like it doesn't matter what the drill is. Like what matters is can it, can Can't it go in the wall. put the hole in the wall? <laughs> I was trying to so figure out where she was going with thing. that. I thought we were going to go to Tommy Boy and the whole state thing. <laughs> That, that's different. Can't go yeah. there. Either. Yeah. But, uh, quarter inch drill bits. For, they buy the quarter inch hole or something like that. <laughs> it's like, what what, what are we doing here? What's actually getting done? Not exactly. how are we doing or who it, who's doing it. It's how do I feel about it? So you're lying to get to where you are today, helping individuals um, with your final, financial advising was, a, you know, a, not, a, not a straight path. No. And you're glad that you took the time. You <laughs> had yeah. to take the yogi or the yoga and um, um, think about it. But it sounds like you, you're on the right track and you're enjoying doing it with your father, it sounds yeah. like. And you're enjoying it and you're using some of those interpersonal skills. Yeah. It's and, okay to not know. If yeah. I could give anybody any lesson, especially people younger than me, it's like you don't have to have it all figured out right now. You don't. You Just really get don't. started though, you yeah. know? No one, like we no keep one talking. really knows. Just... Try to stay away from yeah. the bad debt. We'll reiterate yeah. it. The emergency fund, get it put together. And rule number one, in my opinion, is spend less than you make. 1,000%. And you can't so, do anything else before you do those things. So so, uh, so you had the, the yoga training. Uh, what's next? What's queued up for when, when, when there's time? What kind of what kind of stuff are you going to do? Non-financial, Non-financial kind of, you know, what, what you want to do make you feel better? 
Because you got like less than two minutes to put that out there. (laughs) Let me consult my heart real quick. (laughs) (laughs) She needs her vision board. Where's my my vision board? Yeah, I so I actually was able to buy a condo over excellent uh, over COVID and by not spending more than I made and excellent taking the time to save and. Um, because rent versus owning now is yeah. pretty My mortgage is cheaper than what renting in the area that I am yeah. in was. And so, so is it I'm, high enough that you can base jump or something crazy? Oh, my gosh. No, it's actually finding a headboard or like <laughs> making my home comfortable. I, I've moved around for the past eight years from college and then sure. from my jobs and stuff. Absolutely. And I'm just going to lean into learning to be comfortable. So awesome. that's, that's kind of what I'm on my path. It doesn't sound glamorous, but... Hey, it's what you came up with right now. And that's what I want. That's excellent. So, so thanks for being yeah. here. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully, maybe in the future, we'll like start asking people back and how things have changed since we yeah, had talk on the to show. Yeah, talk to Julie. Talk to Julie. We may have to do that. Playlist. Okay. We, we may have to do that. So, <laughs> we can do a music centric deal here. Yeah. We might have to. We have to, tie, mean, we have to tie in the money somehow. How much do you pay for Spotify? No. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's the money management work with music? Uh, well, that's that, I mean, that would be an interesting conversation. That would be. So, I, I know a little bit about that. We'll have to talk about that on a different podcast. But thanks Are for you being a here. Rockstar harmonica player. Uh, I actually played the Bluebird down in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, which is number one singer songwriter country credentials. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll save him. Anytime he starts talking about it, it's going to be credentials. Credentials. Okay. So thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you really soon. Goodbye. Bye. Cheers.